Yeah, man, that's Chris Rock, man. He's one of the goats. He elbowed yeah. all right on the red carpet. <laughs> <laughs> he went from the top rope. Have turned into like, if you're not 100% living that on your day to day, then you're against it. And now you must be the enemy. Man, eight. <laughs> eight years. I've been waiting. Yeah, man. Uh, you knew you were gonna f up a black man. <laughs> DJ Playboy. What's good, Josh? Your man DJ Playboy back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. And you know, I hate doing an episode without my guy. Don't scream like I'm heat. What's going on, brethren? What it is. What it do. <laughs> Happy doing March. Oh yeah, man. Doing the thing like Angela Bassett, man. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to do. Yeah, word up. Uh, yeah, man. You, man. Black History Month is over, so <laughs> back on a normal grind. Ain't no more celebrating. It's time to get back to work. Hell yeah, man. Celebration <laughs> celebration season over. Yeah, that's it. Catch you next February. I've been where I got back in the gym though. I ain't gonna lie, man. I was February had me slacking. I was I was hibernating. I was cocaine yeah. bear. <laughs> I, was just, <laughs> I was like, I'm back at it now, man. Cause so I had your friend. I had I had, so I had a motivator. Uh, uh, a fat person called me fat. <laughs> that shit. That shit. <laughs> that'd be the worst, bro. That'd be. <laughs> that'd be like, okay, you, you, you dog. Okay. <laughs> Life is funny with all this uh, shit about like mental health and being toxic and shit like that. Some of the old school shit worked, man. Like some, like some <laughs> of the motivators, like it's still effective, but still re- re- relatively healthy. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. to say that, yo, man. Like, you could have been like, man, body positivity and all this type of shit. You know, <laughs> fat, per- fat person call you fat, the old school shit, be like, ah, oh, no. <laughs> Doing aerobics and shit. Yo, that's the, yeah, sometimes bro. you gotta, whatever motivation you got, son. Um, honestly, my motivation is nowadays, uh, I just started going back on Facebook, mm. and nowadays uh, people, especially women, like in between, you know, 35 to 45, like really getting in shape. Like, it's, it's like a renaissance or something like that. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, man. I can't be, I, I don't mind being left behind, but not too far behind. I want to be like right there. Be like, all right, you know. <laughs> I, I, I don't want fat people calling me fat. <laughs> is what I'm saying. I just want, like, if you mildly chubby and you say, oh, damn, Keith, you, I'd be like, all right. Nah, yeah, okay, I could deal with that, but, you know. Because the fat person can't really call you fat, but they love when you, that you gain some weight. It's like it's their revenge. It's yeah. like yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, look who it is. <laughs> look who came well, strolling well, well, in. Who's in the club? <laughs> <laughs> then anyway, I, yo, yo, somebody told me right, and then when they said it, they said it twice. Like in case, just in case you ain't hear the first one, <laughs> yeah. they said it louder. You know what I mean? I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna see you in Planet Fitness tomorrow, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, find that there. motivation that when you hitting that hitting that forty mark. It's like Michael Jordan, right? He said he always had to have an enemy. He had to make he had to make one up if there was none. You know what I mean? So <laughs> you got to do it, man. Yeah, man. Yo, Keith, we ain't we ain't kicking in a minute, dog. It's been a, you know what I mean since I chopped it up with my guy Keith. And when I see Keith, we gotta catch up with Keith. It's my favorite segment, man. Catching up with Keith. Let's get right to it. Sing it. Catching up with Keith. Rihanna, you know, did the thing at the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Everybody either liked it, had some type of judgment for it, or felt like it was, but. Did you know the FCC said they got 103 pages of complaints? Uh, almost all of them were about Rihanna. Uh, her gyrating, her crotch grabbing, her finger sniffing, and her crude lyrics. <laughs> the finger sniff was, <laughs> was a little over the top, but... Uh, <laughs> beyond, I mean, uh, there was just all types of comments. People saying, um, 
on top of all this, uh, four, four of the songs she chose to sing were about sex. This is supposed to be a family-friendly show. Uh, another person said perpetual air humping and glorifying being a stripper isn't child-friendly for the Super Bowl. Somebody said she spread her ass cheek at the crack. She rubbed her pants with her labia word three times. I, I mean, they was count- <laughs> That one was wild. I think just since Janet Jackson, the 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 complaint police, you know what I mean? They they, they felt empowered because they got to win with that yeah. one. You know what I mean? And I'm, I, I don't know the facts, but I'm assuming every Super Bowl since that probably just has somebody. Like Nelly and Aerosmith probably had a complaint. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, right, right. yeah, they're going to find something to complain about, but like. I don't know. What do you think? It's just I, what do you think? Like in in terms of decency about Rihanna's show, just, I heard more people saying it was lackluster as opposed to vulgar. Now thinking about it, hearing the complaints, I didn't even think about that part of it. Mm-hmm. When we spoke, I thought more about the oh wow, like the people ain't like moving around a lot. It's like Rihanna, more, more or less stationary, limited in, in, in like moving around the stage and the field and stuff, and then people dancing around her. But it, it, it was slow. It was um more controlled and, like, slow pace. It wasn't, like, all out, like, that frenetic energy from J-Lo and Shakira. Like, the people were shaking and dancing. And everything. You're like, yo, here it go. There it go there. And they butt cheeks out and everything. I don't know. Maybe that was the distracting thing. Maybe Rihanna just being there and, and doing all the gyrating and stuff made people feel a way. Like, they could see all this stuff. Plus, she pregnant. You know, it's, it, 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 it draws visual. attention. Like, it's not... Yeah, like, it's not that something's wrong with that in itself, but, like, the visual. I think that... A lot of times when people can't compute shit, like, it's like, you know what? Something's wrong with this. It's mm-hmm. got to be that it's vulgar. It's, but, I mean, I guess the Super Bowl is highly watched, but who said it was supposed to be child-friendly? Like, that's... Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I watched it with my kid, and I didn't necessarily feel like... But she does... There was, there was one part my daughter goes, that's twerking. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is going on? What could I say? I was like, damn it, Riri. So it's just like, I, and that's, I, I feel as if like that's like validating that if there was a case there, that validates that case that like mm. you know, yeah. yeah. But I, but I mean, I'm not in that camp. I, I'm not to write a letter to somebody because yeah, yeah. I complain about it. I just want to watch it or turn it off. Like my parents, yeah. my parents would walk in the room and married with children would be on. And they just grabbed the remote and just turned it off. <laughs> Trying to watch a little Al Bundy in the 90s. Man. <laughs> I mean, looking back, that show was a fucked up show. I used to watch all kinds of shit, and I don't think uh, my parents didn't watch a lot of this, the same shit for some reason. So they didn't recognize how, as long as there was no curses, and no shows had, had curses in there, really. Mm-hmm. But looking at some of the content was crazy. <laughs> like um, Al constantly begrudgingly having sex with his wife. Like he's like, "Oh, come on, is that time again?" <laughs> like the the concept was hilarious to me. I didn't compute it was sex, like real sex. Like I was just like, "Oh, he has to." I don't know what I, what I thought, but I guess looking back in my mind, I'm like, it, it didn't compute to, compute to me as the birds and the bees. It was more so like, "Oh, there goes Al. He's talking about that sex word again." Just being funny, yeah. yeah, yeah. Even Kel- even yeah. Kelly Bundy. Like his teenage daughter, every time she walks in the room, she's being sexualized by the audience. <laughs> it's an adult-sounding audience going ooh and ah at his teenage daughter. <laughs> Definitely a different time. Yeah, because <laughs> ever since she was like a, a kid, the character might have been like six, 16 or fifteen or sixteen or some shit. That real actress might have been sixteen or seventeen, maybe yeah, eighteen. Yeah, tops, and tops, the, 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 exactly. <laughs> And then just because she had walked in with a miniskirt, yeah. But I'm in that at that zone now with my kid. I don't know what the hell she's watching. <laughs> and then you yeah. just what, what I, I was talking to my therapist about this this week. What the mistake 
I guess uh, some parents did. Like, I didn't, I wasn't influenced by these shows, but my therapist was like, she didn't like Nickelodeon. She felt like it, it taught kids to act bad and, uh, or just, you know, be mischievous. And like, um, I've heard that sentiment, you know what I'm saying, before from some, some other, like, grandparents in the older generation. And like, I'm in the zone now where, like, I do notice when she watches certain shows, she get a little attitude. She get, you know what I mean? Like, she tries to be funny, like, it's a sitcom. And I'm like, that shit, don't, that shit ain't funny in real life. <laughs> you know what I mean? She tries to razz her dad. Like, I'll razz you, dad, and looks at the camera. He's like, what are you looking at? I don't... You listen, I'm here. <laughs> she waiting for the studio applause. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, no, 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 no. So, like, I'm like, literally, I'm like, just watch educational shit because I don't have time to filter through all this shit. Or at least something I know got a good moral ending. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, at the end. But there's mad shit out there where it's just kids acting bad all day and then the episode just ends. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Don't even go down the. Yeah, I mean, look at Home Alone, man. I mean, it's just a lot of shit out there. Well, it makes sense. I mean, look, looking at it that from was bad that, parents. That, uh, standpoint. That was bad yeah. parents. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we didn't know about the, the story. It was a story about bad parents. I didn't realize that shit until I was like 37, man. I was looking at it, it was on during Christmas, and I was like. Them te- terrible ass parents. They left their kid, their middle the child home. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, yo, up. catching up with Keith, man. Uh, Jake Paul caught the L, man. Jake Paul uh, was defeated by Tommy Fury by split decision. Full disclosure, I didn't watch the fight, but I watched the highlights, man. I don't, did you see any of it? Nah, nah, I only saw the end towards the end of the fight, but that was it, really. I didn't yeah. pay for the fight. It was on pay per view. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't about to, he wasn't about to. The <laughs> nah, nah, I hear you. But, like, I, I think that this is actually good for Jake Paul. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it, now what I think it invites a little bit of that. Well, maybe people thought it has skepticism and think that he was, like, people was, you know, pay, getting paid to take drops, you know what I'm saying, to get in and fall. Uh, but now it's kind of, like, validates him. Because most real boxers catch L's. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not like that uh, Floyd Mayweather where you're, like, some mythical character. And even that's met with a, a, top, a top level of scrutiny. You know what I'm saying? People judge right. Floyd like he did some dodging or whatever. And it's just like, I mean, the man's still undefeated. But, like, that most boxers are going to catch an L at some point. But um, and this is about split decision. So now you got the possibility of, like, uh, a rematch. You know what I'm saying? It, it wasn't like a knockout. It wasn't anything like that. And what I'll say is we don't talk about a lot of boxers on this show. But I feel like we've mentioned Jake Paul a few times. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so what he's doing for boxing, whether love it or hate it, he's bringing the attention to it. Well, I think that's that's what boxing, that's what a lot of sports needs in general. I mean, when you look at the NBA going to Europe and Africa, they trying to get attention, like some more eyes on them. So boxing, it was just getting, throughout the years, got less eyes because of the UFC and people just tired of people getting, seeing other people getting punched in the head mm. for sometimes a little bit of money. Mm. And Jake Paul said, all right, here goes the attention, here goes the money. Right Come, you know, get down, get down with the team. So, uh Kudos, kudos to him, man. Yeah. yeah. And also, he's... he's Well, I, I'll give this to Floyd and Conor more than I give it to Jake, but now they're creating this funnel where UFC um, box fighters can go into boxing. You know what I'm saying? Right. And kind of celebrity boxing where they don't really have to, like, do, like, the, the bottom level shit. Like, I think Francis Ngannou is going to fight um, Tyson Fury. That's and, crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, but I think they... And I think they use the small gloves. Like to kind of even it out right. a little bit, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like yeah. I was close, to, close to the bare knuckle type shit. Like that's it's gonna be, but but they get the chance to like this one fight. This that what, what did Jay Z say about Tyson? You know what I mean? Twenty million one night. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's yeah. yeah. yeah you got you now you can you actually hit those numbers. Um, catching that's up, with, that's, that's probably a nice 
a nice payday for both uh, Fury and Ngannou. In- in- like, yeah, hell yeah. You know, that's that's crazy bread. I think what Dana is going to have to do, he's going to be forced to do, um, Dana White, uh, head of UFC, is start promoting. Instead of stopping his fighters from doing these fights, he's going to have to do what he did for Conor and be like a promoter on him. Because yeah. it's like, I don't want to... The UFC model doesn't allow me to pay you this bag, but let's get you this bag. If you if your name is big enough and, the, and some other dude want to fight you from the outside, like, let's go. You know what I mean? Let's do so it. So what do you got to do? Come, come out of your business-wise, come out of your contract and then do it? It seems like it, yeah. And like and Ganu, go they back, like try to resign or something. Well, you're not gonna want to resign. Like, why would you go back and fight for low, like pennies on the? You know what I mean? Like, they couldn't come to an agreement uh, in Ganu in the UFC. Right. So he's just like, I'm gonna go get the bag. I mean, may, and he probably yeah. get the bag. There's this new um, Amazon got their own shit now. Um, I think it's called One, One Fighting, and then you got Bellator. So now you got you you go get the bag over there now. You know what I'm saying? If you really got that feeling to get right back to it, but um, it seems yeah. as if. I think Nate Diaz wants to do like one too, but it, he had to retire. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of feels like you got to get out of your UFC contract to go do that. And I think that's a missed opportunity, especially for the UFC to make yeah. some extra income. Um, it's crazy. I know. It's real out there. Uh, Keith, catching up with Keith, man. You familiar with QC Quality Control, the record label, right? Nope. That's the joint where it's, where it's a W instead of a U or something like that. Uh, no, I'm not nah, sure about that. Well, like, <laughs> you know, like, all these albums and shit like that. <laughs> 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 that's the joint with the boy with the, with the hand. I, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's the light skinned dude sitting on his garage. <laughs> nah, nah, QC, you, you, you know they music, dog. It's uh, Migos, yo, little baby. City girls, oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quality control. That's man. all from the same uh, label. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They was doing they they That's doing crazy. big things out there, Coach uh, Coach C and uh, well well the big thing that I was gonna bring up uh, did you hear because earlier in February, um, Scooter Braun uh, bought it for three hundred million. Um, he has wow. uh, HYBE excuse me America um, paid over in the ballpark about three hundred million uh, to the owners of QC and uh, it was it's owned by it was owned by Kevin Coach K Lee and uh, Pierre Thomas. And, you know what I mean, they started over a decade ago. The thing is, they prided themselves on being black-owned. So, you know what happens when you sell, you know, for big numbers to... You know who Scooter Braun is, right? That's that's Justin Bieber's uh, manager. He came up like that, and now he's right, buying right. up... Yeah, he now he, you know, he, he represents Demi Lovato, Ariana Grande, all the big names, and um, he's, he's buying up labels. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. But you know how it is what happens on black Twitter when you sell... You know what I mean? Uh, they start being like, ah, oh, sellout. You done, I thought we was black, we was running this. And I think actually they still are going to be in control of the company just under Scooter's leadership and his direction. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I guess I never really got your opinion on this because this has happened before, right? Like Jay-Z a few times got these, uh, uh, I guess like, you know what I mean? Like slander thrown at him. Like, yo, you, you selling out by selling, I think, a title at the time and, um, you know, some of his other business moves. But how do you feel when like, these big businesses are owned by black guys and then they sell them uh, to these other companies. Like, cause I think some people just out there just don't understand how business works. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I would think that's the goal, right? You want to, you know what I mean? You got in at the bottom, you built it up and now you just sold it for like generational wealth. But I don't, I don't really get where the backlash comes from black Twitter. That's exactly it. I mean, not just black Twitter, but in general, when people say, "Oh man, you, it sucks that you sold this thing that had like certain roots in the culture," because because of the the top leadership and the owners, and then those people sells it to somebody who's not, let's say, black or what or 
whatever the culture is. They supposed to sell it like that's supposed. That's like the whole point. Like for you <laughs> to get some business and yeah. then flip it exactly instead of just sitting on it. And but some people may want to do that. Like Diddy may feel a way about saying this bad boy is synonymous with Diddy. I don't want to do nothing. This is will remain mine. Da da da. But um. Yeah, man, I mean, to some extent, when it comes to business and, like, economic stuff, you want people to sell out. I mean, that's what you're going to do with your 401k. That's what, you, what you're going to do with whatever when... Any investment. When, uh, that's know, what you, the point of the investment. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, but, and, and by I, the way, I, by the way, like, a black-owned business, for it, to, for it to even be considered for, like, purchase, it has to be pretty valuable, and you should be happy with that. Like, those that tend to stay in the family, they're valuable, but in a different way. It, it's not that like meteoric rise type stuff where people are like, all right, we're going to pay so many millions for it. Some, you know, mm-hmm. it's rare, like, when people are sitting on, like, a $50 million franchise and they're like, nope, we're not selling, we're keeping it in the family, da-da-da. Yeah, exactly. Like, a lot of times people's like, yo, if, look at Dr. Dre, look at all these people, man. They're like, yo, the, the price, the value spiked, I'm selling that shit, I'm getting yeah. my cash. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. With a lot of artists selling their um their masters and like the, all their, their yeah, publishing too, and a lot yeah. of stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right, yeah. It's, that's what it's about, like, and I think it might be maybe a lack of financial literacy or even just, like, I guess business acumen where it's, like, you got these people who really don't know anything they're talking about, you know what I mean, and, and making making these allegations against you on, on Twitter. But I guess you just can't pay attention to the noise, like, you're 300 million, going, you know what I mean, you can put that shit to your ear, like, I can't, I can't hear you, <laughs> you know what I'm Well, saying? there's a couple like, things there. I mean, well, one, uh, the, the Twitter, people who are, like, the leaders in Twitter, it might be, like, one fraction of a fraction of one percent of the the mm-hmm. whole, let's say for black Twitter black population, mm-hmm. and then I have a representative of what the general black population looks like. It might be some some black folks on, folks on the coast who they might have a job that allows them to take mad time out and, and surf social media, but most people they can't you know some people can't touch their phones at work generally because you're right, you're right, yeah, you right. down the hall shit like that. Mm-hmm. So there's that. They might be absolutely financially literate, but they just, that part of, like, to think of that is inconceivable if you've never been down with that. Like, um, I can't imagine what it's like to build something that's now worth $300 million or whatever the, the, the number is, and somebody saying, I'll pay you $300 million for that. Or in your head, you're like, yeah, I built this up. I did pretty good. This whole thing's probably worth 200 Somebody says, yo, I'll pay you 300 400 You're like... When it comes down to it, it's like, yeah, this is my black owned thing. And then that person comes and you're like, this was the black owned thing, y'all. Uh, <laughs> I'll, still, I'll still be in the office. Word up. To your point about black Twitter, you don't even got to be black. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it could be anybody, it could be a bot. You know what I'm saying? And not, but like, like, if you just built up a business worth 300 million, in your mind, you're like, I'll build another one. <laughs> like what are you talking about? That's, the, that's the goal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, well, yeah, I help I, build another one. Uh, I mentor. Yeah, exactly. Now I have but time I, on my hands. So exactly. But I'm gonna get the bag either way. You're like I'm, I'm still gonna keep getting right. the bag. Like it's not stopping for me. Um, Keith, we gotta move on to one of my favorite uh, segments named after one of my one of our friends, one of our homies, man. My guy Spec. This one's called Respect on My Name, and that's when you tell me if you got a little bit of respect or speculation for a certain topic, man. My name come up respect. Yeah. Let's go. Stop playing with my yeah. name. Um, these these publications make lists. They make these rapper. They make lists of everything, right? Top rock songs, top R and B songs, top rappers of all times. I'm not even gonna say the publication that came out with this recent one because I think they 
do it with something subjective like music because they know it's going to cause a debate. The artists are going to get mad at whatever number they got, and it's just going to have them. So I'm not even, I'm going to keep it anonymous, but basically Ja Rule had come out and was like, yo, y'all left me off a top 50 rap list of all time? <laughs> like, how's, what's going on here? And I had to really stop and think. And I'm like, because I got a lot, I'm, I'm, like, I got a homie, right, that, that he's, he's white, and he'll talk, he know I'm a DJ, right, you know what I'm saying, he knows I do hip-hop music, and he used to be like, yo, you heard this new thing from, uh, like, uh, 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 Trash Can Tommy, and I'm like, who? <laughs> and he'd be like, nah, you ain't no Trash, he's like, he big, bro, and I'm like, I have no idea, he's like, what, you don't know about no Trash Can Tommy, because... I don't listen to the type of rap he listens to. I listen to commercial rap. I listen to the shit that come off the radio, yeah. you know what I'm saying, that plays on our favorite playlist. That I, and I'm not, and I have no shame about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I do love yeah. all types of music. Don't get it twisted. But when it comes to hip-hop, I'm probably getting the more commercial stuff. And um, Ja Rule is a beast in the commercial music game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and, and some of the artists, just to tell you, they're like the top 20 or just some artists that was, you know, in some weird place. Like Jadakiss was number 46, Ludacris 39, DMX 21. Like, you've got a rap list where Jadakiss is 46 and out of 50. I don't, it loses validity, <laughs> validity with me. You know what I'm saying? Um, who who wrote was, it? Like, what's the publication or whatever? I don't even want to shout him out, but, I mean, uh, Billboard, I think, did it. So, you know what I'm saying? It was like okay. Billboard slash Vibe. But, um, basically, Ja Rule came out and was like, how y'all left me off the list? Like, what type of shit is that? He said, they ain't, um, he tweeted, there ain't 50 rappers dead or alive uh, or waiting to be born better than me. Icon vibes at Billboard. Uh, congrats to everyone on the list. Well deserved, but check my resume. I kind of got to agree. I kind of, I kind of got respect. You know what I'm saying? I got a little speculation for that list. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But do you think Ja Rule? Uh, I mean, you met Ja Rule. Full disclosure, right? I think you chopped it up with him. You know, sat down, ate dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him after a talk. I shook his hand. I liked the shit. He said, "Yeah." And I was, that's it. He got a little self got his back into his Maybach, and that was it. But uh. Well, you is he on well, your top fifty list? Oh, go ahead, my fault, my fault. Go ahead. Is, is he on my top fifty? Well, it's, it depends so much on generation. I don't think I think you you really have to put together a team of writers. Like that's where diversity matters as far as like age and stuff like that, and like people who actually was listening to the music. Honestly, man, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I try to listen to the hip hop ones, but I stopped because it it, it it's like too. Shit gets too smart, man, and it's not. It ain't. You it's know, not fun like, anymore, like, right? Well, actually, <laughs> yeah, it's not fun anymore. I'm like, yeah, I mean, despite the menage, the uh, the misogyny and the, da, 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 I'm like, oh, ah, man, I just I want the ignorance, baby. I want the, <laughs> the shit talking. <laughs> like like certain Nas songs, like when he gets into the shit, like I'm like, ah, I can't. I can't like, too scientific. <laughs> too scientific, but uh. Man, that's that's a suspect ass list. John Rule, yeah, John Rule should be in the top fifty, man. I mean, it depends what the the, the measurements are. If it's, it reminds me of like the the NBA MVP. It's like not necessarily about the best player or the most skilled player for that year. It's like who had the most impact. Mm-hmm. Rule had a lot of impact, man. I mean, we always talk about how ironic it was that fifty dissed Ja Rule for 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 the singing stuff when fifty. Shot rose to fame on the singing stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the grimy <laughs> shit was like, oh man, that's pretty, some cool grimy shit. I feel like like robbing people. All right, cool. That'll earn you like twenty five thousand album sales. Then he started singing, boom, like diamond the type shit. Go the roof. <laughs> ja Rule set that shit up. Hell yeah, man. Nate Dogg did, yeah. probably Nate Dogg couldn't rap, but like the singing shit in hip hop, he laid probably laid down the foundation. But now you get a dude who can rap and sing. Mm-hmm. Then you know you got your, 
um, a Ja Rule. Yeah. Nah, that's, uh, that, and that's, that's the oldest trick in the book. MTV did it. Yeah. BuzzFeed lives off of it. You know what I'm saying? You make a list. People get mad. You might throw a bullshit one in there just to get people mad, just to get people in the comment like, what the fuck is that? What? Who? Trash can Tommy? How we make the list, nigga? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? But that's just how you do it. I'm like, this is media. And then, you know what I mean? We catch on to it. Like, yeah. but, I, but it's smart because people just fall into it all the time. And it's like, this shit, that's so why I never get in barbershop arguments. Like, I don't care about your opinion. <laughs> You're not yeah. going to change. I like, I like listening to Drake, nigga. Leave me alone. Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Keith, it's time for my real favorite segment, man. Had you heard? Uh-huh. Keep connected. I got a quest. And the question I ask you is how bad you want to know that. Stuff happens in the news. I hear headlines. I bring them to the table. I see if my guy Keith has heard. We never really spoke about this after Kobe's passing, but, like, something real disgusting happened, you know what I mean, when Kobe died. The first responders who showed up took pictures and shared them with with their coworkers. You know what I mean? And I'm not quite sure how this all came out. I'm assuming Kobe's so loved in in L.A. that you know what I mean. You send a it's like a, it's like if we had a, a nudie pic or something like that, and then somebody just sends it. Mm-hmm. It's gets passed around. If the person eventually finds out the dude she sent it to has been passing it around to, you know what I mean? So it's like. It's just, I think just people talking like, yo, you seen pictures of him actually, you know what I mean? Like burnt up and like crazy shit like that. So word gets back, you know what I mean? And Vanessa Bryant is like, yo, I'm suing. You know what I mean? Um, and back in August, she was originally awarded $15 million after a jury found that the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, Fire Department, shared photos from the deadly helicopter crash. But uh, just this week, she reached a settlement of $28.5 million. Um, That really, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's... It still kind of doesn't feel like enough because of just how disgusting it is, and how, you know what I mean. That's that's that sucks how much she been through, but that is shout out to her. You know what I mean. Um, she still has three kids, right? So you know what I mean. That sets him up like very well. You know what I mean already, and and his legacy. You know what I'm saying. Shouldn't be disrespected like that. But but have you heard, Keith? Yeah, I did not hear they they reached a settlement. I heard that she sued. Mm-hmm. Like initially, I don't even know. Didn't even know the amount, but I know. She, you know, probably within like three months or something of the the incident, like she, you know, filed suit. So that's cool, man. That's cool that they they reached that settlement. Um, it is some pretty fucked up shit, and just shows the the importance of professionalism, uh, to train professionalism to you know yeah. put that into the training for people like this, but also for I don't know for schools and colleges or certificate programs or whatever, just emphasize that professionalism piece. Bro, it's like you're there to help. And ethics. You did a you did yeah. a help, and I understand maybe nothing could have been done at that time. But why is this culture right of let's take our phones out instead of helping somebody? Right, like another right, disgusting right. thing that happened. I think last year was like there was a rape that was like everyone caught on their cameras on the subway. I think in Philadelphia, and like y'all pulled out your cameras instead of helping. You know what I mean? Like right. that's nuts. Like what's going on here? Like so you know what I mean? Like that's just sad that the world that we live in, and, and we just so everybody wants to put something up on social media. Everybody wants to repost something, and, and as opposed to you know what I mean giving a helping hand. Or living uh, in real life, like for real, like yeah. people who uh, might they might videotape their kids' entire recital and not, ne- like never see like the recital. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, just because they're holding the camera up the entire time. Yeah, right. yeah, you're right. Yeah, I was at my daughter's. My daughter had one of those, and I was in the back, and everything I got is mad people. You know what I'm saying? Holding up their shit in front of me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, nobody's <laughs> looking. You're right. Um, I think I seen something like a, a meme like that. It was like concerts in the '90s, and it was just everybody mm-hmm. rocking out, and then it was like concerts in the 2000s and just mad phones. Everybody had them up in the air. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Keith, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, be be cranky and old and, and lamented, <laughs> but you know, that, that's just the culture. <laughs> that's just the culture we live in. Every now and then, you'll have a grandparent holding up a big ass iPad in the crowd. <laughs> You was born before 1970. I get it. <laughs> you got to use what you got. You got to use what you got, man. <laughs> Keith, have you heard Adidas and Kanye West, also known as Ye, have come to a new agreement? Uh, weeks after Adidas announced that their revenue would take a 1.2 million, excuse me, billion hit in 2023, uh, following the end of the Yeezy partnerships, uh, rumors are out now that they have worked out a new uh, deal with that with. Yeezy to try to sell the 500 million of unused Yeezy merchandise that they have. Um, it's kind of reversing where they was at a few weeks uh, or what? I'll say months, months but, but yeah, a few months ago uh, when Kanye went uh, just nuts and was offending everybody um, from uh, Jews to just black people to just <laughs> just anybody that he that he could get his hands on, you know what I'm saying, and just went far. But apparently the the Jew comments. That that oh, excuse me, anti-Semitic comments that Kanye made um, were the straw that broke the camel's back for Adidas because that's when they came out with their statement and said that they don't tolerate hate speech. I guess they do. Yep. <laughs> I guess they prefer reverse they uh they stance on that. But Keith, have you heard? Hell no, I hear that. <laughs> so they to get they working to get listen, man. When that money. When that bottom line take a hit, they start having some conversations. Like I'm sure whoever is the top dog there said, "How long can we? How long can we like be good for? Mm-hmm. Right, we're gonna take an X amount of hit, but if we get back in there by May or Q2 2023 or whatever it is, we could do it. We could weather the first half of the year." And they probably calculated that. And they were like, "Yo, please, Kanye, just six months. Don't say shit. Just chill out. <laughs> Word up." Pete, Dave, Pete Davidson and, and Kim are broken up. You don't got to say shit about that. You won. <laughs> you, um, the, the, the Jews, you made a settlement with the Jews. I don't know what happened there, but just don't say shit about them. Don't even look their direction. Six months. Well, we Six need. months passed. They said, all right, let's, let's, <laughs> let's make a deal to sell the rest of these easy, man. What the hell? Right up. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they Googled Kanye and it was like, nothing came up. All right. <laughs> they just talking about his life okay that's cool like fuck it <laughs> let's, 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 let's get back to it um, and that's what it, you man, 100% watch, right watch man don't, don't speak too soon Let me see is it, it, early March now imagine I'll give it a week man you never know it, <laughs> Kanye, when he'll pop up and shit yeah, yeah. now nah, you really don't he, well that's the thing when you get in a business with somebody that's volatile but that bottom line talk some people Really like Kanye? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. No matter what he does, people for some reason really like Kanye. <laughs> it's yeah. hard, man. It's, 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 it's hard to deny it, man. Um, Keith, we don't give many stock tips on here, but I, and I always want to give you the major shout out. You're the first person that ever got me involved in investing in uh, stocks and things like that. And I guess if I have to give, you know, the, the, the most obvious stock tip of all time would be buy Apple, right? Because it's a great company, great, you know what I mean? Continuous growth. Um, and, you know, we're not giving stock tips here, obviously. That's not what we do. But I was like, yo, buy some Apple stock because they're coming out with this uh, no-prick blood glucose tracking monitor for their Apple watches. Um, I don't know anybody with diabetes, but I know a lot of people suffer from it. You know what I'm saying? And I know I've met, I've been around people that had to do it. Like, I, I knew a dude who had the, he had something, like, attached to his, uh side, like, his ribs or something like that. And he would inject um, I know the people that have to do the finger pricking and all that. This is now going to allow lasers. One of the Jonas Brothers, or one of them dudes got to do, do a commercial for, I can't remember what, remember what company it is, but 
the device like it's on you and it could read your glucose or something yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, you, you put something like on it. Like an implant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred, yeah, yeah I've seen that. That's Yeah, and, and, and all that stuff is kind of invasive, right? Like I know I've, I've heard that people don't enjoy pricking their finger and having to do stuff like that. Well, now, with somehow with lasers, <laughs> your Apple Watch is going to be able to just, you know what I mean, be able to read. And they've been working on this for over a decade. Um, you know what I'm saying? This shit is fire yeah. because it's like, I think it's a game changer. They, they've already socially got us used to uh, Apple Watches. You know what I'm saying? They're socially acceptable. Yeah. They Everybody knows they they benefits what they could do. And now it's like, well, let's corner the market. <laughs> let's get into this healthcare. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And and you're seeing that. Like, uh, Amazon's doing the same thing. Everybody's leaning into healthcare because the tech shit ain't popping mm-hmm. right now. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it, yeah. it, it, it's it's a great move. And I think Apple's going to you know continuously be a great company because of this. This is going to be huge for them. Yeah, I mean, when you think about uh, any company that makes anything, paper or whatever, Vaseline, they all want to keep a, you know, keep the pulse of of, of their customers. Now mm-hmm. these two are literally trying to do that shit. Like, <laughs> healthcare right. is like the, the the most intimate you could get with a client, a customer, or, or a group of people, or whatever. Mm-hmm. That shit is crazy. That that's pretty bugged out. If it works out, like, that's pretty crazy. Like they got the EKG shit is pretty. Revolutionary. What, is, what, what was that? That's the, that checks your heart rate, right? The EKG is like a, yeah, more or less like check like the rhythm of your heart, and if it's mm. if it's weird, or if it's too fast, or it's out of out of rhythm or something. Okay. I don't know if it gives like an alert or something like that, but you could read shit like that. Nah, this one, this system uses a system that uses lasers to emit specific wavelengths of light into an area below the skin where there is uh, interstitial fluid, fluid, probably pronounced that wrong, substances that leak out of uh, capillaries uh, that can be absorbed by glucose. Light is then reflected back to the sensor in a way that indicates the concentration of glucose. The algorithm then determines a person's glucose level. That is, that's dope. <laughs> that is dope, yeah. man. Shout out to Shout Apple, out to... to- to our, our uh, listenership amongst the medical community being bumped up a little bit. Let's, let's look at those stats. Look at those metrics. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You got you got to you got to work the algorithm like an ETF. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I, got, I got to throw as much as I can in here to get <laughs> to get us some views. You know what I'm saying? But uh, <laughs> up. man, Keith, have you heard? Michael B. Jordan has been having a big week. Creed three coming out. Um. Full disclosure, never seen any of the Creed movies, um, but I don't watch a lot of movies. I make podcasts. <laughs> I know. I bet you saw when it was Rocky, though. You saw everything you saw the first two Rockies when it was Black I can't, people. I can't control what come on Channel 11. I can't control what come on Channel 5. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I wasn't making podcasts back then, man. But uh, you, look at, you probably looked at the first Rocky where he, he fucked Creed up. <laughs> Apollo Creed up. But he's like, I don't know. Nah, don't, he he don't he lose the first one? I was about to say. I thought he lost the first one. Or they, or oh, but then they, they race at the end, right? So two is when they double knockout. When's a double knockout? I thought that was the first one. That was the first one. Yeah, I think so. I could be tripping, but I think so. <laughs> Honestly, you know, it's stuck in my memory because I'm not even thinking about the actual movie. I'm thinking about the Eddie Murphy joke when he has the Italian guy who just saw Rocky. <laughs> Sly Stallone, he comes out <laughs> and rocks this big fucking movie's jaw like some, whatever the fuck he said. <laughs> <laughs> What is his name? His name is what is, Adonis Creed is his name in the movie, right? My Michael the, B. Jordan. Yeah, the character. Yeah, exactly. But shout out three and he, three of them, and he directed this one. So you know he's having a big week. That's, he actually, yeah, Hollywood Walk of Fame. Um, also this week, you know what I mean. So shout out to him. Kind of star. Yeah, yeah, that is dope. You know what I mean. Um, but the thing he was on the red carpet for Creed, and he ran into a uh, rapper uh, slash podcaster slash radio host L'Oreal. 
And I'm a huge fan of L'Oreal. I listen to Beauty and the Beast. I listen to, um, excuse me, Bully and the Beast. I listen to, um, her whenever she's on lip service, you know what I'm saying? And then, some, you know what I mean? Just every, a lot of stuff she does. And, um, even from back in the day when she was on Love and Hip Hop. So, like, it's come out that, you know what I mean? She was on a podcast. She had, in a conversation where one of the people, not L'Oreal, said, you know, Michael B. Jordan's corny. But they didn't say it as, like, a diss, a diss way. They was just like, he's a corny, nice guy. But kind of almost complimentary. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's a nice guy, date. He ain't no thug. He ain't trying to do nothing crazy. Yada, yada, yada. And then L'Oreal says, you know, we used to make fun of him back in the day because of his name. His name was Michael Jordan. And then he'd walk around with his headshots. And he was like, what you going to do? And then she was like, look at him now. You motherfucking, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it, it, Black Panther, you know what I'm saying? Creed money. Um, So when she ran into him, Michael B. Jordan kind of gave her the, the people's, uh, what was it? The people's, um, uh, what was it? People's elbow. <laughs> Oh, the people's eyebrow. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I was, I was like, did I, am I fucking it up? He elbowed it yeah. all right on the right card. <laughs> he went from the top rope. From the <laughs> Gave her the people's eyebrow, man. It was, it was giving just a weird look at her. And she was like, you know what I mean? Shout out Michael B. Jordan. We went to school together, as you know. She said, we go way, uh, all the way back uh, to Chad Science in Newark. And he goes, he points behind me. He's like, oh, yeah, the corny kid, right? <laughs> and then she just starts giving like awkward laughter she's like I did not say that misquoted for sure and he goes I heard it I heard it it's all good what's up <laughs> and you know like he definitely you know what I mean had his like look at me now moment you know what I'm saying like and I don't know if he remembered her from all the way back in the day but he definitely sounded like he remembered her from that podcast <laughs> you know what I'm saying um, it even came out that one of the other girls that were on the podcast with it was like I, L'Oreal didn't say that I said that um, I have her, you know, stuff with L'Oreal talking about she went to school with Michael B. Jordan and she never really came across like, how could she? How could she come? Like, you know what I'm saying? He's big now. He's he's a superstar. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I can, you know what I mean? It's just weird. Like, even though she's not a nobody herself, she knows Michael B. Jordan's a celebrity. So she wouldn't even like right. trying to really play him or make him look bad or anything like that from what I heard. I never heard her put out nothing like that. But Michael B. Jordan felt some type of way and, and you kind of, you allowed to feel some type of way, I guess, right? <laughs> like if it's somebody from your past, but I guess you think he handled that like I heard I heard about the buzz about it like I seen he was trending and then I seen the video and I'm like it wasn't even really that bad because he he goes on has a full interview Jonathan Majors you know what I'm saying comes up they dap it up he goes back to talking with her you know what I'm saying and then at the end of it she was like well you're not corny anymore <laughs> and you know what I mean like and he makes like a face or whatever but it's just like I don't know I didn't, I, didn't, I thought he he, he I, I didn't think he was a dick about it but he caught some backlash from people online saying he was corny for that and yada 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 he was being unprofessional. I don't know. Have you heard, <laughs> Keith? I, I did hear about the, the initial joint, and the I played it mad times, and the reason is because all the headlines or the captions or whatever make it sound crazy. Like, mm -hmm. yo, Michael B. Jordan flames this this lady because uh, she called him a, a whack-ass bitch in high school. <laughs> and then you look, and it was, to your to your point, like it was a quick thing. And he's like, oh, oh, you mean when I was corny back in the day? Oh, uh, okay. And then he keeps going with the interview, but... You could easily miss it because what you're looking for is some something crazy like, yeah, bitch, look at me. You see me, you diss me back in the day, ah, like, oh, <laughs> like okay, corner, all right, and then kept them kept it moving. Yeah. And I was confused by why it was such a big deal. Yeah, like he made it uh, feel uncomfortable because he was probably uncomfortable. He's like, yo, look at the moment I'm in, y'all talking about corny and all this shit. Honestly, he mad busy. I doubt he listened to that whole like all the context and shit you laid out. 
somebody, pro- so, somebody probably told you. him. Somebody probably was like, "Yo, yeah. you remember L'Oreal from? She called you corny or some shit like that." That's yeah. just, and then you just run. You're like, "Fuck, yeah, I mean, fuck that. I'm, I'm whatever." Like, but it, obviously, he felt some type of way. He remembered it, but yeah. you know, what I'm saying when I to your point, when I'm thinking he got to come at it with the the airy spares, Corey Holcomb. You know, what I'm saying flow like he's just like I right, make a little comment and keep it moving. Like you know, what I'm saying and I, yeah, to your point, I was like I said, I seen the headlines first. I'm like, what's going on here? But Shout out to Michael B. You know what I'm saying? He call, and then people calling him corny. I think he's just an easy Joe target. Joe Budden went hard on him. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and then I'm also like Charlamagne trying to be like he's corny because he date white girls. Um, and that's just like a sentiment I think that people are running with heavy. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, because it makes you an easy target. Like, didn't um, Lawrence from um, Insecure, I think he married a white woman. And everybody's trying to flame him. It's like, what I don't like about that is it's like, and I'm all for the black love movement. You know what I mean? Obviously, I've, I've dated outside my race. I got to half Colombian daughter half black half Colombian you know what I'm saying like but it's like I'm like I said I'm more for like the black love movement but now it's like I think the Dr. Umars of it have turned into like if you're not 100% living that on your day to day then you're against it and now you must be the enemy and now it's easy to make like a a Lawrence or a Michael B. Jordan you know what I'm saying like the enemy and it's like it's it's an easy thing to just run with you know what I'm saying and to me I never cared who I don't like I don't care if you who do you go to bed with I don't the same way like I don't care if I'm you know what I mean like I just don't care. I, I care about who I mess with, who I go to bed with. You know what I'm saying? I, I, with the next person doing my business, because it's real easy to go from I don't like you because you sleep with white women to being like I don't like you because you's a man who sleep with men. You know what I'm saying? That's right. it's real easy to like. That's to me. That's like the same thing. It's it's it's, it's um being discriminatory one way or the other. You know what I'm saying? And and it's just like I, I don't know. I feel like it, he falls into that easy target range. I think people. Uh... You think that the internet, like, imagine the internet didn't exist, but people explained to you what the internet was going to be. But, oh, there's going to be mad ideas just floating around. We're going to believe, we're going to hear all types of sides of stories and stuff like that. But what the the modern social media setup is like, you could only th- think one of two things, right? Like, there's two sides to a thing, and you have to, you're, you're either on the one side or you're, you're on the other. Like, there's no straddling the line. There's no complexity to it. It's one or the other. So mm-hmm. it's like, all right, you for black people or you against black people? Here goes the list of things that you got to be for one or the other. So if you have a a, um, a white partner and you're black and you have a white partner, automatically you're on this side. Mm-hmm. If you're white and you have a black partner, also you're on the, the not black side, right? But it can't, you know what I'm saying? Like it can't be, if you like people, wanna, you have to be on this side. Yeah, they want to put people in boxes. It makes it easier. It makes your yeah. life easier to put people in boxes. But I, I feel Very like- Very firm boxes with no flex at all. But who really gives a fuck who Michael Jordan's fucking? Like I don't like I'm just like, right. I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a fuck the real Michael Jordan and him, Michael B. Like I don't give a fuck what they doing. Do do you? I you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, like that to me is weird. I've never cared about who somebody else is messing with. Like that's just weird to me. But I, it, like I said, it makes him an easy target, man. And and that wasn't the only thing he was in the headlines for this week, man. I don't know if you've seen Keith, but little things I've seen on the internet. Let me see if I can show you real quick. Um, Michael B. Jordan has some pictures with your man Jonathan Majors <laughs> come out. And people, you know, had some some shit to say about this. You know what I'm saying? And to me, right, that's, you know, I don't know if y'all know, you know what I mean? I made my acting debut. Shout out to A.O. Niche. You know what I'm saying? She got a commercial coming out soon. So, you know what I mean? I'm a, I got my sad card. You know what I'm saying? I consider myself a thespian as well. <laughs> and I just see two thespians taking pictures. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, 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 when I first seen Jonathan Majors, it was in White Boy Rick. And then I seen him, I think, the next time on SNL. Um, and when I see my SNL, I'm like, oh, this is an actor. That's a theater actor. Like, he got that theater actor vibe to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, but is this like, I think the way, the, 
the easy thing, right? People were like, oh, well, that's gay. That's Y'all can't be alpha males. What are y'all doing in this picture? And it's like, I don't know. Can black dudes just be, you know what I mean? Like, can we just look at black dudes doing pictures like this and not necessarily, like, <laughs> got to throw sexuality on it or some weird shit on it? You know what I mean? It's just art. Yeah. I, I, well, this, I think it transcends art because uh, from what I read, like, they actually form, like, a brotherhood-type relationship working in this movie. On Creed 3. Because... On Creed Three, yeah, okay. with Michael B being um, an actor and director, and then Jonathan Majors being a um, an actor, like they f- some kind of bond that they formed, and they they both black, they both about the same age. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not sure what was the basis of the bond, but they built a bond, and I think people forget about the importance of brotherhood, and just when you look through our history, how brothers are related to each other. I mean, when you think about brothers, you know, you, even cousins, like. Taking baths together, playing all the time together, hugging, being comfortable, Fighting, hugging, in you know fact, I mean? enjoying hugging, and yeah, yeah. wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Just no, yeah. Not everything is like that's the thing that gets me mad with the black community is like everybody's on this witch hunt. <laughs> they, oh, he must be gay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, they, here we go. We got our proof, and it's like, come on, bro. Like, what is it? everything's just two brothers showing like yo, we, like you said, camaraderie. I can't even think of the word, but now that I know that because I didn't know that part of it until you said it, like that's that that picture. The pictures make a lot more sense now, but. I also am smart enough. I'm on Twitter enough to know the funniest comment rises to the top. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, everybody look at something. What's the funniest comment I could put underneath it? Not even what your heartfelt feeling is. Not even da da da. It's like, what's the thing that's going to be the most ironic comment or the most, you know what I'm saying? Like, like thought, like that people are going to be like, that's clever. You know what I'm saying? And as opposed yeah. to being your honest, true self. So, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate just the, you know, the, the, the society we live in that, that, that's a bad thing, them bonding like that. It's a tough... I mean, when you saw him, um, Jonathan Major, come and dap Michael B. up when he was talking to the Lori... Lori L. Lori L. Yeah. Like, that brother, like, that was part of that whole thing. Like, oh, this, might, this is the guy right here. <laughs> I thought that was the part. I thought... I was like, oh, Jonathan Major's gonna hype him up, and then he, he gonna start getting more ignorant, <laughs> and he's just gonna walk away on the interview like he's not even gonna turn back to him. I was like, he came back? Oh, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> that was a sketch, and actually Cameron wrote it, so... Uh, that, so. <laughs> Whole shit was laid out. I'd be like, "Yo, Keith, this the this the girl from high school I was telling you about." So, you know, just walk off on it, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, what I mean? but yeah. yeah. Now, shout out to I mean, and I, I don't think that they care. I, I think Michael B. Jordan is in a successful enough place right now that he doesn't care. But even if he did, you know, everybody takes a bad photo shoot every once in a while. But you know what I'm saying? To him, it's like I think they standing up to a stereotype that's that's bigger than the silliness that people are gonna make memes about for a week. Yeah, I wonder if they even care, if they thought about it that much, or they're just like, oh, this is my guy, we're both guys, we're taking photos together, let's, let's feel the, the area. Like, good good photographers, when you're in them studios, like, they try to get you into your element. Mm. Maybe they got into the element, and that's what came out, like, that true brotherhood that's not just mental, it's not just emotional, it's also physical. Mm-hmm. To, it's, it, and all those things work together to, to create that bond, and they'll probably be bonded for the rest of their lives and careers in one way or the other. Not 100%, man. Uh, Keith, that's another episode in the books, man. Man, we got a great bond, man. We banging these episodes out. We on our way to episode 200, you know what I'm saying? We fl- we, we, we on our way there. You know, I'm full speed ahead. Um, And it's a pleasure doing an episode with you. Thank you for coming through. Um, Every episode, excuse me, where can my people find you at on social uh, social media, Keith? Yeah, don't forget about me, brother. Me, I'm, going fast. I'm skipping ahead, I'm right? I'm skipping ahead. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, being a cocaine bear right now. <laughs> Uh, Instagram, me and my underscore 35. 
<coughs> Shout out to Keeves Instagram. Go check him out. Um, you can check your boy DJ Playboy out on Instagram at Plickapeezy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. Also, uh, check me out on Twitter at DJ Playboy. Check out Perfect Talk on Instagram at Perfect Talk Radio. Also on Twitter at Perfect Talk. is new account we just started, so go follow that. Check out the website, www.perfecttalkpodcast.com. Every episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast, my uh, radio show I do with my guy DJ Show, Money Talks Radio, and... Uh, my show, The Night Shift, you know what I mean? Making a comeback, so go check for that. Um, also, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, everywhere your podcasts are available. And I'm trying to get us more places, you know what I'm saying? So keep be on the lookout for that. Um, but just search Perfect Talk Radio, and you can find us. So tell a friend to tell a friend, because um, we're doing the damn thing. Also, check us out on YouTube. Shout out to everybody watching us right now. We see y'all. Make sure y'all hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, and um, you know what I mean? Keep coming through, because we're doing it for y'all. If y'all listening to us, go check us out on the YouTube. You know what I mean? Like I said, search at Perfect Talk Radio. You know what I'm saying? Search Perfect Talk Podcast. It's going to come up. Um, Keith, a lot happening on TV. By the time they hear this, it's going to already air. But I'm John Jones making this comeback. I know that's, that's I think that's happening um, by the, tonight, you know, while we're recording this. Um, also, Chris Rock doing his live uh, Netflix uh, comedy special called Selective Outrage. I think they're going to have a, a pre-show and a post-show for that. Um, and before we get into what you're watching nowadays, like, I mean, I'm, I'm a little happy about that. Live TV? <laughs> Netflix making that first uh, venture into that, or maybe I could be wrong. I think it's their first venture, but um, I don't know. I kind of like the feeling of everybody watching something at the same time, right? Isn't that fun? That's that that brings some. I think that's why fights are, are like exciting too. You know what I mean? Because everyone's live tweeting while they're watching it and just you know what I mean commenting on it. But um, you looking forward to that comedy special? Yeah, man, that's Chris Rock, man. He's one of the goats. I feel like as if uh, when people talk about this goat conversation, I was thinking about it the other day. Uh. I guess is with any artist, like the impact that made it you at a certain time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, so like right now, people still maintain your prior is the best. Some people say mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy's the best. When you think about Eddie Murphy, man, he did all this shit before he was 30. Like his his comedy was still immature. I wonder what, what it would sound like, even if he had did something in the 90s and shit mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, people right. say Dave Chappelle is is the GOAT, but like what Dave Chappelle was before, uh, up up until Chappelle show was completely different from what he is now. Like, it's like a whole different comedian. So I feel mm-hmm. as if like, is he the GOAT? It's just a question. I'm not saying that he's not or he is necessarily. So Chris Rock is definitely one of those with the um the the war between niggas and black people and mm-hmm. and Toss Salad Man and all these classics like Still still hold up to the day to too. Yeah, they they still could watch yeah, him yeah, me, me, Exactly. It means <laughs> a lot he's saying a lot of like a lot of people some people are smart nowadays because of all the information we got. People who were smart back in the 90s, there's some history for y'all, yo. 90s and before <laughs> that, people's fucking geniuses because they had to go out. They had to go to the library. They had to learn from mentors and older people. They were listening and soaking in information. Right now, I'm only a genius because I got my iPhone here. You ask me anything, nigga, I would be like, I get the answer, right? Yep, pre-Google, you had to yeah. know. Yep, you're right. You had to go live some life. Yeah. <laughs> now you're exactly. right about that. Um, so I'm looking forward at- to it. He's one of the smartest out there. He he made a way for, for, for dudes who was being smart, like... Um, Dave and and uh, what's the Ger- Gerard Carmichael like these these smarty art dudes mm-hmm. like he paved the way for those dudes man you're right no no and then like uh, the big sell is the Will Smith thing um that that the he obviously being smacked by Will Smith at the Oscars uh, a year ago um everybody wants to hear his comments on that and I'm glad that anyone who's seen him on tour with Kevin Hart hasn't ruined the joke yet the jokes yet for me. Like, I haven't heard anybody come out and just say certain shit, so it's like, I, I'm, I'm coming in it, like, with fresh ears, so I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be um dope, but, uh, Keith, what you watching nowadays, bro? Oh, also, shout out to John Jones, man. There's been a while since he's been back in the octagon, so, you know what I'm saying? By the time y'all hear this, you know, we already gonna see it, but 
Shout out to John Jones, man. It's, it's always that road back, and, and hopefully he can stay clean and stay, you know, as, as a top athlete. Yeah, he's fighting um, heavyweight now, too. Yeah, ooh, but yeah, yeah. He's coming back, yeah. It's it's. It's yeah. exciting, man. It's been a, it's been a it's been a, a rough ride for John Jones, but definitely ups and downs, and we're gonna see where he take it. Uh, but what you watching nowadays, my brother? Uh, what, I'll tell you what I saw the other day, and I'm a little bit behind. I saw this um this week that just passed, but The Woman King, mm. tough movie, man. Dope, dope movie. I heard some backlash about it. I ignored it. I don't know what they were, what, you know, what they're talking about. It's a straight up action movie. It's about some tribe who's trying to. A lot of time back then, try in the 1800s, tribes would sometimes sell um africans and from other tribes to this into the slave trade they're like nah, is that is that what the backlash was about was the backlash about that or i'm not I, i'll tell you I'm not, i really didn't listen it might oh, have been something about, oh it's another slave movie or something mm. i can't remember exactly what the the backlash was that had something to do with slavery gotcha gotcha okay because no, I, I thought i heard the same thing okay but go ahead my fault i didn't mean to cut you off yeah 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 uh Dope movie, dope movie. The mad late on it that uh, dude John Boyega, the British dude, uh, he did his thing there, and of course Viola Davis is out there. One thing I say about uh, uh, Viola Davis, she's really good, man. Sometimes she be yeah, yeah, be fucking, be fucking up name pronunciations too, nigga. <laughs> happens to the best of us. Finally, she ain't no instrument. She ain't no instrument, nigga. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I've been waiting, yeah, man. Uh, you knew you gonna fuck up a uh, black name. <laughs> but uh, Viola Davis, man, I, I like to see her in a comedy, man. Just because, man, she's intense. Her acting mm. is intense. You be in, you be into the shit, grabbing your chair and shit like that. <laughs> it reminds me of like it reminds me of like uh, if you ever played recreational basketball with some dude who uh, used to play D one or D two ball, but. Towards ACL or some shit, but it still comes to the YMCA, comes and plays and taking shit seriously, <laughs> running plays and shit like that. Like that's what it feels like, man. No matter what role she in, man, she goes hard, man. Yeah. All the training, all that shit. So I never, I never seen how to get away with murder, but um, in the DC movies, she's like the, you know, what Nick Fury, like with Samuel L. Jackson is she the is Marvel Nick Fury. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> she, 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 Nigga said she, she took his Nick whole Fury. shit, etched the name out. Put Viola on top and drop and drop movies nonstop. I be Run liking up. the DC movies. She be that's, that's only I like. She be she be mad intense in them chits. I be like, yo, fuck yo. Her. <laughs> if she does a comedy, son, that shit would, that shit would be fascinating because she I know she would be committed, but I want to know what that would look like in a funny movie. Word up! Oh, we didn't shout out too. She got the EGOT at the Grammys. Oh, that's she, right. That's right. She got a Grammy for her book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She and I want, I want to check out the book. I heard the book was dope too. Yo, yeah, definitely. Keith's pick is uh the woman can't go check that out, man. Like I said, always a pleasure doing an episode with you, brother. Uh, say goodbye to the people. Peace. What's good, Josh? Your man DJ Playboy in the building. Yours truly, DJ Show. We here with Money Talks Radio. And in case you don't know what that is, I'm gonna let you know, man. That is two hours commercial-free, clean music, man. Play around your kids, play around your boss. You know how it's going down, cause it's nothing but good music from your man Playboy Show. Hour one. 
Go hit y'all with a little bit of programming. Tell y'all what's going on in the world's current events, as well as all the hot songs going on. And now with two, what we got for them, oh show? Oh my God, we take it all the way up, man. Nothing but straight vibes. No stopping. Nothing, man. You want to take it to the club? You want to take it to the party? You want to take it to the function? We got you, man. An hour with that Money Talks mix. Yup, yup. Find us on SoundCloud. Find us on iHeartRadio. Find us on Google Podcasts. Of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. They got everything up on there, man. And uh, <laughs> leave a rating. Leave a review. But, but what should they search when they looking for us, too, show? When you search for us, you got to search Money Talks Radio and in parentheses, WMTE Worldwide. <laughs>